Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Herd Fit Podcast with Dr. Sam Ree and myself, Coach David Syverson. This podcast is aimed at helping anyone and everyone looking to enhance their healthy lifestyle through fitness, nutrition, and most importantly, mindset. All right. Welcome back to the Herd Fit Podcast Special Edition 22.2 Analysis with my co-host, Dr. Sam Ree, and a very special guest here. Also, Coach Adam Storms. He's really comfortable on the camera right now. This episode is brought to you by his Fit Aid, which he's going to be drinking during the episode. But guys, you guys just took on 22.2. If you cannot hear them, I can. They're still breathing heavy. They literally just got done about 15 minutes ago. And the workout is an ascending and descending ladder of two movements, deadlifts and burpees. So you do one of each, two of each, three of each, all the way up to 10. And then you go back down to nine of each, eight of each, seven of each, all the way down to one. That is, if you finish, it is a 10-minute cap, which is very fast. It's a very short cap for this workout. Real quick, Swarms, how do you feel? Uh, lower back, but lower back, but safe. Lower back, feel, lower back a little beat up, but he feels yeah. safe. Sam? Same. I don't know how safe I feel, but it was definitely my lower back at yeah. the end. Yeah, that's when this workout came out at 3 o'clock. You get a lot of texts and, and some messages, and you just watch some of the feedback online and... I think I had two, a few different PTs be like, dude, this is on the dangerous side, this workout. And a lot of people that have back issues or have had past back issues, they ner- immediately got like that nervous tick. You guys are relatively safe with back there. You haven't really had any serious issues back there. But both of you guys are, in my opinion, squatters. Like a lot of people, a lot of us were either pullers or squatters, and both of you guys are more squatters. What do you, and that part of it is body type, part of it is just how you've been training. What did you go into this thinking about the deadlifts? I guess just trying to go till, well, I wanted to go unbroken at least for five. Okay. So the one, two, three, yeah. four, five, all unbroken. And uh, yeah, like you just in your head, once it hits that point where, you, like I said, you got to be safe. And yep, I felt right. where it was just starting to burn. I was like, okay, I don't want it to pop. Right. So just back off for a minute and go, yep. go again. Okay. Sam. A 225 for me is pretty heavy. It's something that I can do now reasonably well, but even a couple years ago, yeah. that would have been a struggle. Yep. So I stuck to twos from the get-go. So I started with one and then two. And then even on the round of three, I did two, right. one. Okay. And the only reason I did that was because singles are safer, but I really wanted at least some of the inertia that the you get, the recoil, yeah. yep. which makes it a little more efficient. Yeah. So that was a compromise for me. Yeah, that's something that everyone should put some thought into on the deadlifts. A, both these guys had the same approach. They're both strong guys. They can both move 225 safely, and they both have done it several times. But even though this is the open, they're both went into it saying, got to be safe. It's not worth getting hurt over, right? On this kind of, I don't want to, it's like more of like a um, intramural level. It's competition, yes, we're all trying to do well, but you don't want to compromise the way you've been training all year. You're safe when you train, and you want to be smart here in this environment as well. Let's talk real quick about the deadlift strategy. So these guys had a few touch-and-go reps. Sam had a very calculated two unbroken here, two unbroken here. Adam went unbroken all the way to five. The thought behind doing singles, I, I think I gave that advice to a lot of people today that reached out that at some point it's okay if you go to singles, but... You do get some recoil, right? Rubber on rubber. There is a standard. You're not allowed to actually try to actively bounce the bar. But when you are going touch and go reps, the bar is naturally going to bounce a little bit. It's rubber on rubber. So when you do touch and go reps, all right, with any sort of inertia on the way down, that recoil at the bottom, like it does bounce off the ground a little bit. And I I always kind of equate it to you're skipping two inches of the deadlift when you do that. 
So in, in there are, in some situations, the touch and go can be easier to a point. Singles. How many, at, at what point were you doing singles, Storms, in, in the set of five, six? No, it, I think it got to the set of nine. Okay. Where I did five, I think, I think two and then three, th or one, one, one. Okay. Yeah. When you get tired on deadlifts, where are you feeling that local fatigue? Is it? Quads, hammies, glutes, back, everywhere. No, it's it's the lower back. Lower back, yeah. just not much legs at all. No, like By you said, way, Sam and I. Yeah, we we squat. So yeah, well, so yeah, you can't see these guys' legs on camera right now, but Adam Storms has to have special pants and shorts made for his quads. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're ripped. <laughs> and I've seen it in action. I've seen him rip shorts while he squats. <laughs> so that that's one thing I want to touch on. And when we deadlift, we do want to feel the the tension in our legs as much as possible, right? And it's easier said than done. And it's easier for me to say that I didn't do it, right? But if you guys can get to a point early on in the workout, the set of one, the set of two, the set of three, where you really feel like you are standing the bar up rather than picking it up, that's always a concept I try to touch, tell myself and others that you really want to feel like those legs are driving that bar up. And I think it can help you out later in the workout. Sam? Yeah, I, I started to feel fatigue in my posterior chain and my hamstrings and glutes. And that was, to me, that felt good that yeah. I was being tired in right. those areas. But the problem is, is that starting to come down on the backside of the workout on the set of 10, nine, eights. And I had to maintain a certain speed because I felt like at that point, it's where the rubber meets the road. A lot of people are going to start to slow down there. And if you really want to get a good score, that's where you start to really have to push is at that eight or nine, eight, seven. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to effing slow down yeah, here. Right, right, right. So I started to back it a little bit. I was more hinging on my back. I guess I'm going to look at my video, but I know I was rounding. Yeah. And that was a calculated risk on my part because I just felt like my glutes and hamstrings were just totally fried at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about the deadlifts here. There's also a, a ton of bar, <laughs> bar facing burpees in this workout that I think a lot of people are probably even more worried about. The, the, what was this workout more about for you guys? Which movement? Uh, I, I guess deadlifts. Like the burpees, I think Sam and I were talking earlier, like it, it wasn't too much in the motor. It was just okay. trying not to redline on the deadlift. Got it. Sam? Yeah. I mean, Adam and I have pretty similar body types. Yep. You know, we're not really tall. We, I mean, Adam generates more. I mean, he, he packs a lot of power and he has a really good motor. And I'm like him in that way. I'm just yep. about 20 years older and <laughs> not as fit. <laughs> Had to but, make sure I got that. <laughs> but for us, the burpees, I mean, for me, it was not a huge issue. It didn't feel like an aerobic fatigue issue. Yeah. But it, mm. it really depends on your skill set because there are going to be people where they're going to be completely wiped on the burpees and not have too much trouble on the deadlifts. So it's going to depend on what your strength is. So I also think there's some thought that needs to go into, like when we were talking about these le the leg drive moves to deadlift, right? When you're jumping over the bar, it's not a high jump, it's not a far jump, but that tension that you come out of the burpee with either one or both legs, you're in that like that knee flexion position. So when you're in that knee flexion position, your weight's on your toes, your legs get tired. I don't think people realize that often on a burpee how much your legs are engaged. And then you have to go to the deadlift and you're trying to use your legs. And I think that's where... Once that local mo uh, muscle fatigue takes over and that the, the juice is just isn't there, that's when it's like inevitable that your back is going to be used. So here's one thing I want to ask you guys. Do you think people should wear a belt? Me, me personally, I just, I, I like to be strong with or without it. So right. that, that, that's just me. But yeah. If, yeah. You if, don't wear a belt that often, right? No. Yeah. I, 
rarely ever. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, I, everyone's their own individual. Yeah, absolutely. So if you yep. have some previous injury or anything, yep. or you need to squeeze your core against something. Yep. You, yeah. Yeah. It's good. good what do you think, Sam? I think it's. I don't wear belts almost yep. ever. Yep. But I think it's totally fine to wear a belt if you feel comfortable doing a bazillion burpees with a belt on. Yeah. You're not going to have time to take it off and put it on or loosen it and tighten it. Right. You're gonna if you're gonna wear a belt, leave it at one setting and do the workout. Yeah. I strongly recommend you don't adjust it in yeah. between sets and if you feel comfortable doing that i'm sure there are going to be some game athletes that do the whole workout with a weight belt on and that's totally fine yeah i i've done workouts like this with and without belts before and it does impede the breathing process a little bit and like adam rams and i were talking about this workout prior to you guys doing it and we're both big like belly breathers like we like to suck a lot of air, air into our stomach as we're doing the deadlift and we're really bracing there it's hard to do that with the deadlift while your heart rate is jacking up. So it's easy to do that in a powerlifting setting. But in this kind of workout where the heart rate isn't going to increase, I would probably recommend against it. But not for everyone. There are some people, either whether it's a past injury or that's neurological, like they need to have the belt on, probably won't make that big of a difference either way. And if, it, if you feel safer with it, just keep in mind, I always tell classes this, like the belt's not going to prevent an injury. If there's something going on in there, it's just going to kind of, numb the area a little bit so you just got to make sure that it's not doing that for you um so you guys both got into the backside, right you guys got all the way up the ladder and then you came back down the ladder a little bit sam what set did you finish uh i finished around a seven on the backside, <clears throat> and i got into the sixes uh, yeah so i got three deadlifts into the six and storms where'd you get to do you remember i was six deadlifts into eight Okay, so you guys were pretty much within probably 15, 20 reps uh, of, of the workout. So, Sam, you were 161? Yes. And Storms, you were? 134. So you guys can use Sam and Adam as a little bit of a reference point here. If you're trying to build out a pace for yourself, I'll say this, even if it sounds bad, it's, it's probably very few people are going to finish this workout. And that'll probably be how we end what your prediction on that is. But these guys are pretty fit. They've been crossing for a long time. They don't get beat up by burpees. They're not going to stop at some point. And they're both pretty strong. They average somewhere between 13 and 16 reps per minute. And that's something that we should all kind of go into this workout thinking about. What goal do I want on this score? Uh, what sco goal score do I want on this workout? Do I want 100? Do I want 140? Do I want 180? Do I want to finish and get 200? you got to start putting some thought into how many reps per minute you got to be moving at. So if you want to finish this workout in 10 minutes, that is 20 reps per minute. The bar-facing burpee is a slower movement pattern than the deadlift. So that that you can kind of play the game like four seconds for burpees, th two seconds for a deadlift, and that averages out to be three seconds a rep. That's 20 reps a minute. That does not factor in transition time. So I think that's something if you guys really want to look into create a goal for yourself, you can use these two guys as a reference point, 160, 130, you know, ish, 140 ish as reps per minute. Did you guys have any sort of plan like that? This is kind of, this was a hard one to gauge from the outside. Yeah. I think Nick was saying I, I was starting my round of six at a minute 30. So that's just, that, yeah, that's starting two set of six. Yeah. Okay. And so that, that first bit flies by and then you, you realize what time it is. So when you finish the set of six, everybody, that is. That's 20% of the total reps in the workout. Just well, yeah, I was starting. Yeah, starting. Right, yeah. Reps, so yeah. you're just under that. Okay, in a minute 30. That's still pretty fast, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's where it gets you. Like, when you're cycling the two different movements, you you feel good. Like, you can be fresh on each one. And right. then when you start doing the same movement for higher reps, that's yeah. where it starts burning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Sam? 
I didn't know what my pace was going to be, like you said. So what I decided to do is just try not to stop moving. Okay. So I would just think deadlift, burpee, get up, don't, and try not to step away from the bar yep. on the deadlift. Yep, that's big. Try to stay near. So I just felt, don't feel like you're taking rest. Of course, I'm pausing somewhere because otherwise I, I'd be going faster. But I wanted myself to psychologically feel like I was not stopping for anything. Okay. And when I looked up around five minutes, I was really close to around nine or 10, somewhere around there. So I felt like, wow, I'm, I could actually get farther than I thought I was going to get. Awesome. Good. But Good. then you get down that backside yeah. Yeah. and it just smacks you in the face and you cannot keep up that pace. And that's where your psychologic yeah. makeup comes into play. Because if you are relatively fit, that's where you don't want to go faster. That's right. where you have to dig and push right. because a lot of people are going to start slowing on on that side yeah. and whatever you could do. And and there's when I finally got into the seven and sixes, that was when I started to finally go. I just like, yeah, I just kind of, can't, I can't. Right, I can't. right, yeah. And, that's, and so it's, it's going to be so interesting to watch people on that backside because as Adam said, you feel great. One, two, three, four, you're done in a minute. Yep. Five, six, another minute. Yeah. And then you start to hit those high reps and that's when it's going to be, what do you have? It's 10 minutes. You don't have time to sit there. If you sit there and rest for 15 seconds, you can kiss a really good score goodbye. Yeah, yeah that's, you're, you're gone. That's a big chunk of reps right there. Yeah. My last question, if you guys have any other thoughts, what is the over-under, you have to come up with your own over-under on people that can finish the workout in the gym? From by is it finishable? I, I mean, the games athletes, we just want they barely they, by the skin of their teeth on the women's yeah. side, the guys are a little quicker, which is common in burpee workouts just because of the upper body strength with the burpee. But I think I did see Noah Olson was 720, but I think I think you'll see a lot of female competitors sub eight at the top end. But what do you think? I, I think our gym, I'm gonna put it on the spot. I think Karim is gonna finish. Adam did not Shit. go for a number, he went straight for the name. All right, Karen, you got some pressure on you now. I told Karen, I was like, wait, when you put up a nine-round score in that workout, people are going to be looking at you from now on. She, you know, she can go really dark, and she's got yeah. that motor, and she's very efficient. Perfect combination of the power plus the motor on yep. that one. Yep. I would say six. Six right. people are going to finish. I think uh, Ramson said that number two. So six people. All right, Bison, that challenge is for you. Anything else, guys? Yeah, with the with the burpees, like warm up with a good rhythm with those. Like. Just find a pace that you can you can stay steady this whole, the whole workout. Yeah, and right. for me, what worked was uh like I bring up one leg, yep. and then as the other leg comes forward, it goes in front of it, and then I jump. Yes, and then so the other side would be the opposite foot. Right, there were some like as it got into the later rounds, I just I'm started losing, losing concentration. It. So the same, if <laughs> I knew if the same leg came up twice, first, yeah, yep, 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 yep. I, I think it's f so much better to have. No two foot takeoff, two foot landing. Yeah. yeah, it makes it so much easier. It's a pain in the ass. And when yeah. you're in the middle of it, it, you feel freed to just be able to <laughs> step one foot over, other foot yeah. over. It doesn't yeah. matter. I think that was a smart call by them. It really helps, and uh, it allows you to focus on just moving as opposed to your techniques. So yeah. much. and if you don't know what Adam's talking about with the whole like one foot come up out of the bottom of your burpee, like the one foot step up. It's uh, it's something worth practicing. It's actually a great way to save the low back in this workout because if you think about, you're going to be in that like low back flexion, hip flexion position for almost the entire workout, other than the fact that at the top of your deadlift. So it actually takes a little bit of pressure off that low back if you step up from the burpee. 
So if that's something you're uh, kind of nervous about, I would do it from the start, not just when you're tired. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck on 22.2. Go crush it. Good luck. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Herd Fit Podcast. Be on the lookout for next week's episode.